This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kahn. Hello all, I'm Anadi Mishra, and I'm one of the earliest practitioners of DevOps in India. I've been helping organizations practice continuous delivery and DevOps uh, through a DevOps consulting firm I founded. You can find me on LinkedIn or on my blog, anadimishra.com, spelled as A-N-A-D-I-M-I-S-R-A.com. This series with Anadi Misra is about DevOps katas. The first episode started with episode 135. You can find that in the show archive. Would you recommend people to figure out how to write an automated test for the outcome before they do the automation work in the whatever tool they're using? Yeah, I, I definitely would. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen uh, you know the advantages myself. Typically, as, as it would still happen in a lot of places, you you would essentially be, first of all, you know, capturing your existing infrastructure onto some scripts because, you know, it's it's not always been there. Unless, of course, you're you're in a greenfield project where you, you get to write everything from scratch. It's, 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 it's a different ball game. But then we know that more or less we're going to step into environments where there was a lot of existing configuration, right? Mm-hmm. The best way you could capture how the environment behaves, uh, you know, as of now, is, is through these... Uh, uh, Gherkin specs because you know I mean no matter what you do with your chef and Ansible, uh, in the end, man will automate it. You know the the environment has to has to basically perform the way it used to mm. before you apply these scripts. There's just two ways of doing it. You know either you you have a lot of money for people to sit through and kind of manually audit every single bit. I'm I'm yet to come across uh, a superhuman who who actually has the energy or patience to. For example, go through all the SSH configurations in your in your hundred clusters of, of VM, <laughs> right? So you 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 might as well just just get the uh, uh, you know uh, the key features of your of your environments on a on a Gherkin file, right? And then you know go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's it's a nice uh, spec that runs at the end of it. And then I know that all right, you know I I haven't disturbed the environment. And once you've baselined things like that, then you start developing uh, more things on top of on top of this baseline. Oh, cool! So, I mean, for me, it's 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 uh, it's one of the ways in which you can be very sure that when you're modernizing the pipelines, you know, it it, it doesn't make things go haywire. Yeah, uh, I myself uh, made a. I didn't do what you said. And uh, all of a sudden, I had a I had to set up an environment for about 300 people. Up to that point, it was only like a dozen, right? <laughs> and I could manually test a dozen and be pretty confident everything was working. But when I did 300, I actually st- was stressing out the Terraform script I was I had built, and it wasn't. Oh, some of those environments were dirty. I, <laughs> and now I've got 300 environments, and I've got to teach this class in about uh, 16 hours. So what am I going to do? I thought, oh boy, I can't. S- click on every environment and because I know some of them are bad. <laughs> so, so I was in a bit of a fix for that one. And that's where I realized, oh, I guess I need to not just do the automation to set them up. I need to do the automation to test them too. <laughs> the thing with, with infrastructure is, right, even in project, you never know when, when, uh, when the need explodes, right? Even if you're a starter for that matter and, and you've gone through some iterations and then, and then all of a sudden it just catches up and you have, uh, you have people signing up and, and stuff. You, know? you, you don't want to manually go ahead and, and, and manage your infrastructure at that stage because you don't really know 
how the scripts would work at a certain scale, right? right. I mean, at least if, if you have these things, you can run some sort of a, a simulation and, and extrapolate the results to to get a better idea about, you know, are you are you well placed enough to handle the scale? The simulation. Uh, tell me about that. Is that like are you talking about a software simulation, or do you mean like a, a, a test, uh, like a scalability test? A scalability test, yes. Uh, you know, when you have these scripts, if, if I'm using Terraform, and uh, I know that, all right, you know, right now, it's, it's let's say, a couple of VMs. I, I have one one Kubernetes master for that example. I have I have a node which runs etcd, and then I have a couple of uh, nodes which, which are basically, you know, used for, for running the pods. Now, you know all of this works, right, at a certain scale, but then let's say you start seeing traffic. So, so you uh, realize that, all right, I need to use AWS services to kind of divert traffic geographically, which basically means you need to have similar setups in, in different data centers on AWS. And not just that, you need to build a failover mechanism between uh, availability zones. And now I'm just giving you a, a simple example. Right now, if it does not work between moving from Bombay to Singapore, it will definitely not work when you're adding, for example, Europe or US to it, right? Unlike functional testing early on in, in the development cycle, with some of the things around this, this infrastructure, you know, I mean, you don't have an option to fail, right? Because uh, you can't have a dev QA and, and, and the staging and, and production uh, for the infrastructure. You, you at the max have the, the dev environment is, is, is your laptop, and then you, if you're really lucky, I would say, you, you have some sort of a QA environment and then a prod. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's the, the room for, for error is... is it's pretty thin over there. I mean, you can't always just try things like, oops, this has gone bad. Let me fix it. You know, I mean, that's that's not going to help in production. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, when, in my situation, I spent extra AWS money because <laughs> <laughs> my quick fix was to have extra environments because I knew there'd be a few, there'd be enough to cover the, the people. <laughs> but, so I spent extra money that I didn't have to spend. Uh, any tools you would suggest for testing those outcomes? You mentioned Gherkin. And uh, I'm not sure what else you do, you've been using. So we have Gherkin. A lot of times, you know, we, we're just using the, the uh, for example, for Chef. Chef has a Chef spec. So, you know, things become easier. Uh, and that is that is for, for the configuration management side. Terraform by itself, you know, has has nice uh, way of, of testing within uh, its script. For the life of me now, I can't, I can't remember that utility's name, but it's, it's part of the standard uh, uh, HashiCorp uh, uh, tools. So you have that. Ansible also comes with, with their own set of utilities. And, and I'm not talking of the no-op mode. You know, you, you have proper ways of, uh, of of testing it. It's just that when you're using Gherkin, you, you give a human readable language to it. And then there is a Python or a Ruby code, which then actually goes ahead and executes either Chef spec or the or the Ansible specs, you know, as each of these tools are. So it's, it's that kind of an integration that we do for, for all these. Meet Kartar. Kartar is a project manager working for a casino. And little does he know is that hitmen are gunning for his head if he doesn't deliver the project on time. Kartar has caught the attention of Arashi, and this Hindu demigod is not satisfied with helping Kartar change just his project, but he wants Kartar to change his life as well. 
read about Qatar's life in Agile Noir. Agile Noir is available in the U.S. on Amazon.com and in India on Pothi.com. It's P-O-T-H-I. And in China on my WeChat store. Agile Noir. Noir spelled N-O-I-R. There are links to these retailers in the podcast show notes. In the show notes, you'll find links to some cool DevOps katas. And next episode, there will be more Anadi Mizra. Uh, we've been bringing up some of the, the programming languages, uh, the scripting languages. If I'm going to do these katas that, that we're talking about, do I need to learn a, a scripting language or can I get by with my shell scripts that I already know how to do? Right there, you know, there might be a lot of people who get emotional of the fact that you call Python and Ruby a scripting language. <laughs> <laughs>